Good morning and Merry Christmas. It is so good to have each and every one of you this morning, and I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you are here visiting us for this uh, Christmas Sunday, and we are just glad that you've come to worship with us. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Can I hear an amen? Amen. You know, it's been exciting for the past four, uh, three Sundays. It's, we have been anticipating and celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And through this Advent season, we have lit all the three candles so far. We have gone to lit the candle of hope the hope of the world in this dark world where there's no hope at all, right? And secondly, we we lit the candle of peace, how much we need the peace that that we deserve today. And certainly we can only find it to our, find it and get it from the Prince of Peace. And last week we celebrated joy, joy, the candle of joy. And certainly today we lit the fourth Advent candle, which represent the candle of love. And how much more the love that God has for us, that he sent his one and only son, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son for each and every one of us so that we can be saved. Certainly, can I hear an amen? amen? And today, church, we are going to celebrate because his birth is coming. And we're going to celebrate it today. And so I'm going to ask you to stand up. To stand up and we're going to celebrate it and with, with joy in our hearts because joy has come into the world, right? Yes. All right. Thank you to our cast. Let's give them another hand. Wasn't that wonderful? You know, you heard that little bit at the end. That was, that was the grand finale. I guess they cut it off. But maybe we'll hear it later on. But... Uh, isn't it great to just uh, witness the Christmas story again, even though we've heard it so many times in the past? But uh, good morning, everyone, and a Merry Christmas to each of you. It's so good to greet you this morning. You know, for the past several weeks here at the Croc Center Church, we've been looking at Christmas. That's the name of our, our sermon series, Christmas Through the Eyes of And we've been looking at Christmas, the old Christmas story, through the eyes of different characters in the Christmas story. And they weren't the traditional Christmas characters that we think of, the angels or the wise men. But we've been looking at some different characters, like the shepherds or King Herod or or the innkeeper or Joseph. But, you know, as as we looked at Christmas through the eyes of the shepherds, we know, as we hear in the story, that they were afraid. When the angels appeared to them, they were afraid because they had never seen an angel before. How many of you have seen angels? Anyone? What if you, well, a few of you have. That's good. But what if an angel were to appear right now, a real angel, not a play angel like this, but a real angel? Wouldn't you be afraid? Wouldn't you be a little bit of afraid, not sure what was going on? Perhaps you're having a dream or a hallucination. But the shepherds, it says they were afraid. But they also had a sense of wonder as well. And, you know, and as I think of that very first Christmas and the shepherds having that sense of wonder, I wonder how many of us, as we approach Christmas again this year, have that sense of wonder, the amazement. We think of children having that sense of wonder and amazement at Christmas time. But how many of us as adults have that sense of wonder? And I hope that we don't lose that. 
And then we saw Christmas through the eyes of King Herod, someone that we normally don't look through the eyes of as we think of Christmas. But as I think of King Herod, as he heard from the wise men asking, where is the king of the Jews being born? Now you may remember that Herod himself was called the king of the Jews. And so if you were Herod and you heard that people were looking for possibly your replacement, how would you feel? You would probably feel threatened. And that's how King Herod felt on that very first Christmas. He felt threatened. He felt that there was another king who was going to come and take his place, take over his kingdom that he had built, take, care, take over his power and the glory that was his and his alone. He was afraid that he would lose his kingdom. And as we encounter Christ at this Christmas, as we see Jesus as the King of kings and the Lord of lords, are we perhaps a little bit afraid and a little bit threatened that this new king would take away my kingdom, my power, my glory, my control? And so as we looked at Christmas through the eyes of King Herod, we look at it from that perspective. And then through the eyes of the innkeeper, who had a knock on his door, and an opportunity was presented to him. You may recall that we had a door on our stage. And you know, we heard that Jesus knocks on our door, not just to come into our hearts and into our lives, but he presents opportunities for us each and every day. And as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to be ready. We need to be anticipating that opportunities will come our way to serve him, to bless him, to receive him into our heart. And as, like the innkeeper, are we going to turn him away because our lives are too busy or too full or too distracted or there's too many other things to do that we don't have time or a care in the world to worry about answering that knock on the door. And it's God knocking on the door. And then we looked at Joseph. We looked at Christmas through the eyes of Joseph. And you, know, and you see, by taking Mary as his wife, even though he didn't have to, even though Joseph didn't have to take Mary as his wife because she was with child, and even by adopting this so-called illegitimate child, this somewhat of a, of a refugee of a child, if you may. You know, we hear a lot about refugees today, refugee children, people who are displaced from their country of Oregon and put into a very strange place. As I think of Jesus Christ, remember his home, his home is in heaven. And he was sent to a foreign world, this world, our world, a foreign country. And if you look at it, Jesus was a refugee child. And so we see Joseph being willing to marry Mary and willing to adopt this refugee child because, Jesus, because Joseph was a man of God. And he, he displayed such radical love and obedience, sacrificing his own reputation in order to preserve his true character and be a man after God's own heart. And there's lots of other characters in the Christmas story. 
and we can see things from their perspective. And when they encountered the Christ child, they all responded in different ways. And so it's great to see the Christmas story again and perhaps to relive that and to retell that and to see how some of the other characters responded. But the question comes back to us right here, right now, December 24, 2017. As we look at Christmas through our own eyes, to you and to me, how do I respond to Christmas right now, today? You see, we, although we are not up on stage, we are all part of the Christmas story. You see, the reason of the story, the reason why Christmas happened so many years ago, and why it happens again today, this year, 2017, is because of you. And it is because of me. That's why Christmas happened. John 3.16, one of the most often quoted Bible verses, says, For God so loved the world, meaning you and me. We are the world. For God so loved you and me that he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to be born of a virgin, to leave his world in heaven to come to this earth, to identify with you and me. Why? So that whoever believes in him, whichever any one of us who believes in him, should not perish, but should have eternal and everlasting life. That was the reason for Christmas. It's a great time to celebrate and we give gifts and we have parties and all those wonderful things. But if you and I are a part of this story, we need to look deep into it and say, why did Christmas happen? Why do I celebrate? Why do we gather together with family and friends and have food and have parties and give gifts and receive gifts and sing Christmas carols? It's because the reason for the season, as we often say, is Jesus Christ. And why he came is because of you and me. So we become a part of that story. You know, I've spent many years on this earth, too many to count, and I've spent many Christmases throughout those years. And my hope and my prayer each Christmas is that I never get used to Christmas. This is that I, is that I never take for granted what Christmas is all about. That I never lose that sense of wonder and amazement at the goodness of God displayed in the birth of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's my prayer for you. Because I know the story is very familiar to each and every one of you. And we retell it every year. And it's so easy. It's so easy to just go through the motions. Yeah, I've heard the story. I know that. I know the story very well. I've preached on it and taught on it. But my prayer again is that I don't take it for granted because there is still a miracle that can take place right now, right today, in each of our hearts. Let me tell you a story as I close. Uh, You know, most of you know that Major Deb and I went to uh, the Holy Land just a couple of months ago, and uh, our friends Jeff and Elise are here, and we went with them, actually. We had a great time. 
And we saw lots of things in the Holy Land. And we went to this one place called Bethlehem. I remember it was very crowded and very busy. But I'm not going to talk about that time. Because I went to Bethlehem about 30 years ago, before I even met Major Debbie. And back then, before Bethlehem was so crowded and busy, it was a lot quieter. And we were with a tour group. And we went into the little town of Bethlehem. And we went to this church called the Church of the Nativity, and there, were hardly anybody, there was hardly anyone there. And behind that church, sort of underneath, in a little, in a little grotto, in a little, in a little cave, they said that this was the birthplace of Jesus. Now, we remember Jesus was born in a stable, but a stable back in those days was not a wooden structure like this. It was probably more like a cave where they would keep their animals. And in fact, when we were just in Israel a few months ago, we actually went into a couple of caves that the shepherds would live in and stay in. But I remember that day we went into, had to go underneath and go stoop down into this little cave. And they said this was the place where Jesus Christ was born. And so we asked our tour guide, and he said, I get asked this question every single day. And the question was, how do you know that this really was the place that Jesus was born? Were you really there? Is there historical documentation? And he said, we don't really know for sure that this is the exact place. He says, but we do know that Jesus was born. And it was in this little town of Bethlehem, just like the prophets foretold hundreds of years before. And so as we entered that cave, there was a small group of us, about 20 people. And it was interesting because there was no one else around except on the floor, embedded in the floor, was a, was a star, like a gold star that had been embedded there. Apparently where someone thought that was where Jesus Christ was born. And laying right on top of that star while we were there was a nun. And she was laying face down flat on the floor on the star. Now we must have been in that little cave for about 20 minutes with no one else around. But that nun never moved an inch while we were there. She was in prayer. She was in worship. Worshiping the Christ child. At that point in time. And I still remember to this very day. We were just standing there, a group of 20 of us. And someone started singing this song. Silent night. Holy night. And before we knew it, we were all singing. And before we knew it, there was not a dry eye in that cave. As we realized that Jesus Christ was born in a little town called Bethlehem. And we were standing in that little town of Bethlehem. And Jesus Christ was born anew and afresh in me that day, about 30 years ago. And every time I hear that song, I think again 
of the wonder and of the amazement that Jesus Christ, God himself, would come down to earth for me because he loved me and that eventually he would die for me. And so my hope and prayer for each and every one of you this Christmas is that you would experience, maybe some of you for the very first time, but others again and again, but that experience of Jesus Christ's birth in your heart would be fresh and it would be new. And that is not an old story. It is an old story, but it's not old in your heart. And so I pray that for each and every one of you this day. So let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning because we know that indeed your Son, Jesus Christ, was born. He lived on this earth. And Father, it's his birth, his real birth, that we celebrate today. And Father, as we gather together as as family and friends, and maybe we have relatives that have come from other places that are sharing the holidays with us, I pray, Father, that you would draw us close, that in the midst of all the busyness, in the midst of all the the celebrations, the the parties, the the shopping, the, the, the preparations of the food, all of those things, which are great and wonderful things, I pray, Father, that we would just pause for a moment and just reflect and think about what Christmas really means and that we would allow you to come into our heart again afresh and anew today in a very special way. Rekindle in our hearts, Lord, just the wonder and the amazement of Christmas that you love us so much, God, that you sent us your one and only Son. So, Father, I just pray that for every person here in our group, Father, I pray that if there's someone who's just hurting or struggling, because I know, Father, sometimes the holidays are not the best of times for some of us, I pray, Father, that your Spirit would come close, the Spirit of Christmas, the Spirit of love and joy and peace, would flood our hearts and our lives. And Father, we know that perhaps there may be some things that are broken in our lives. Maybe they're relationships, which perhaps sometimes can be very difficult to handle during the holiday times. But I pray, Father, that your peace, you are the Prince of Peace, and the peace that passes all understanding will come into our midst, that we can truly live at peace with one another. So, Father, we thank you again. We thank you for this very special time of the year. Remind us again, Father, of the wonderful gift that you've given to each of us. And may we celebrate it and rejoice with it. And we pray all of these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. God bless you all, and have a Merry Christmas.